All right. Why don't you open it? We're going to look at Acts a little bit this morning and we're not going to be long because we haven't got long. But I just really want to encourage us to look out and become ministers of the gospel to, to those that are around us and to those that are far away from us. Yeah? If you, um, if you turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 1 and I'm just going to read um, several verses from from the first few chapters of Acts, but I just want to, if we start at verse 4, and it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father, promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel. What, what were they about then? I think they were about their plan, what they thought God was going to do. But he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the dates the Father, the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God is always working according to his plan. He never really works according to our plan. Not, not sure if you've ever noticed that, but I've had lots of plans. But God doesn't work according to what I plan. He works according to what he's planned. And the disciples sometimes questioned what Jesus was doing. And sometimes they didn't join his plan. If you think about the, the, day, the days close to the resurrection, I mean, this is just one example. There's lots of examples in in scripture where the disciples questioned what Jesus was doing but this is one so days in the days just leading up when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he just asked his disciples to pray a simple request could you pray what was their plan sleep they thought oh it's a good place let's just they fell asleep because they couldn't do the simple thing that Jesus had asked them to do but I believe in the days from the resurrection till when Jesus left, they came to realise that it was all about him. It wasn't about them. It wasn't about them and what they wanted and how they thought things should go. It was about him and his plan. So God, God's always active and working according to his plan. If you just go down in, in, um, in Acts chapter 1 there to verse 12, and it says they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to a room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judas the son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. What were they doing? They were waiting and they were praying. So when all else stops and we're obedient to God and we're just waiting, what should we be doing? We should be praying. We should be communicating with God. I believe they were just in a place where they were totally being abandoned to the change process 
that God had for them, not really knowing what it was. Did they know what was coming? No. Do we know what's coming? No. I don't know what's coming. But I want to be praying about that. I want to be praying about what's coming. So three things that I want to talk about today to hopefully to, for you to be able to continue, start, continue to look out. First one is God's activity changes us. Second one is that God's, God is active in community. And third one is that God is active in ministry. So God is active in changing us. He wants us to change. He doesn't want to leave you the way that you are. He wants you to grow to become more like him. Why, why would he want that? Why would he want you to become more like him? Because what's he all about? He's all about affecting and impacting other people's lives. So why would he want you to become more like him? So through him, you can, or him through you, you can impact and bring God to others. Acts chapter 2. Who knows that you are not in control of God's activity? We'd like to be in control of God's activity. We're not in control of God's activity. Let's read. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing, the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave, enabled them. Do you think that they were aware of what was coming? And if they did, maybe they might have been a little bit put off. God came to them like the sound of a rushing wind. I wonder what we'd do if God came to us like the sound of a rushing wind. Good thoughts. The disciples, sorry, they were not in control of his activity and they did things that were out of character. They did things that they would not normally do they spoke in other languages which is probably something they didn't normally do they did things that were out of character i've seen people do things that are out of character for them normally in god's presence and um i won't go into detail but i do want to talk for a moment about my good friend steve turley i won't go into detail mate because you know That'll be our little secret. No. <laughs> Steve, I've known Steve for 28 years, I think. And he's a, he's a really good friend. He's a really good friend of mine. And I, I, I love him heaps. Steve's a fairly steady, uh, methodical character, person. He does, and that's how he lives his life. And um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's great. Um, but at... Uh, at a particular church camp that we had, um, I seen Steve do things that were totally out of his character because God impacted his life. And I believe he didn't continue to do those things, but God changed him in a moment because he was open to what God was doing in his life. Some of the things that he did were really amusing and I, I probably won't go into those because I don't want to embarrass him. But 
God is active. So Steve didn't want to be in control of what God was doing in his life. So are you someone that likes to be in control? Do you like things to go in a certain way? And I, I mean, I can bring that into every day, but I can just bring that into church as well. Are you, do you like church to go a certain way? Are you comfortable with church going a certain way? Yeah, thanks, Ray, for your honesty. Ray nodded his head. We are. I'm pretty, sometimes I'm really comfortable with, the ch- with church going the way that, that I feel comfortable with. But, but God's not about your comfortability, if that's a word. He's, he's not about that. He has his own ways that he likes to do things, in his own ways where he likes to meet you. Are you open to that? It's okay to rest in God's activity because God wants to be active in our life. He really does. He wants to be active in our life and it's, and it's, and it's for his purpose. It's not necessarily for us, but it's for, for his purpose. So God's activity can change us. I want you to go back to um, Acts chapter 2 here and I just want, let's have a look at the outworking of God being active in the disciples' lives. They did things that were out of character because God was active in their life and if you read that, that whole chapter is such a great read, Acts chapter 2, because Peter, the man who denied Christ three times, didn't, had no ownership of him, preached one of the most amazing sermons in front of a bunch of sinners. Let's have a read. When the people heard this, they were what? They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off and all whom the Lord God will call. With many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted the message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 3,000! I said jokingly, I think I was talking to Jodie Turner this week, I said jokingly, she talked about the end of the service and what was going to happen. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's good. And that would be after the 20 people that are here at church that are unsaved that come up and gave their hearts to God and were incredibly impacted and were filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen to that? Would you like to see that? Oh, I'm not sure about that because that would go against the way that I like church to be. I like three songs, a couple of announcements, watch the kids go out to church, have a sermon, um, preached by the pastor and then I like to go home. I like to get it done. Well, what happens? (laughs) What happens if church didn't finish before o'clock this afternoon because God was active among you and active among others? What would happen then? Would you leave? Would you leave? No, I wouldn't. I'd, be, I'd just stay here and just soak in it. Love it. God is active. Can you see, we just get, we get set in, in, our, in our earthly, worldly patterns, about even as Christians, about how it should all go. Well, I'm really, I have been, and I, and I will continue to pray that God's activity in you and in our church 
breaks the boundaries of what we feel like church could be. Not because, it, not because I want it to be scary, but because God wants to change you. God wants to impact your life. Why would he want to do that? So that you become gospel takers, gospel givers, gospel changers. You become his vessels. The results of his activity were miraculous. The greatest miracle that you will ever see, ever see, is not someone getting up and walking out of a wheelchair or a, I don't, someone healed cancer. That's not the greatest miracle you'll ever see. The greatest miracle you will ever see is someone that gives their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ as an impacted and their life changes forever. Amen? And that's what compassion is all about. It's about the gospel going to children, and you heard it this morning, the gospel going to children through us and impacting a whole community. You heard that, one, one child sponsors, four people, was it, impacted for the gospel. And that's, that's amazing. I'm just a little bit excited. <laughs> Two, so God's, God's activity will change it, if you will change you if you allow it, if you want it, if you desire it. If you ask God for it, God, I want you to be active in my life. I want you to change who I am for the goodness of the gospel. God is active in community. Look over in chapter 2 to verse 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Excuse me a minute while I catch up. God wants to be active and more active right here. It is so exciting to see God's activity amongst his people. Who was here last week? Show of hands if you were here last week at church. Excellent. Excellent. Really enjoying the series that Pete's on about the gifts. Really enjoying that. But what, what is really great, and I'm really excited about what's coming, what was really great was to see that people came up and wanted prayer and wanted God. What, what did they want? They wanted God to be active in their life, be active inside of them. I want to ask you a question. You don't have to... You don't have to jump up and shout out the answer. That's not a necessary requirement. We'll get to that when I want to make you feel more uncomfortable. When was the last time that you sat in church and, and an altar call was made and you came out for prayer? I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. Another question is that I want you to think about is, do you think that's a good thing to do? Well, because I've got the microphone... 
I want to tell you, that's a great thing to do. I was praying for people, but then I went and asked someone to pray for me because I want God to be active in my life. Here, today, next Sunday, and the Sunday after that. So when whoever's preaching at the moment for this series, it'll be Pete, I want to, really, I want to challenge you that when, he, when he's finished preaching, I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to make it open for people to come out for prayer for the next number of weeks. My challenge to you is, why don't you come? What stops you from coming? He should have, we should have been flooded with people. We should have been. Because we want God, well, <laughs> I hope that we want God to be active in ourselves, but we, also want, we want God to be active in our church. Why, why do we want that? Because it's not about us. It's about God changing us so we can be gospel givers, that we can go out and be world changers in his name. That's what, that's what he wants. And we should be open to do whatever it takes to be able to do that. Are you uncomfortable? No? Oh, good, I'll make you more uncomfortable. Then. It's good. It's good. You should come out and say, God, change me. Do something in my heart today. I am struggling here. I'm struggling here, there. Do something. I beg of you, change my heart. Draw me to yourself. He, he can do that because he's God. God wants to be active in, in, in service. If we are active in the family for the purpose of the family, then the family works. Is that a fair statement? I'll give you a great example. I can use my own family. I'm so disappointed that my children aren't here. Two of them. Thank you, Emma. You are wonderful. In our house, we, Sue and I, my wife, we taught our children that for the family to work as it should or as God ordained, then all members of the family need to contribute to that working. That's a fair statement, isn't it? And so we, we worked really hard at that. So when the children were young, Emma would often, after school, be out kicking a soccer ball because there was one attached to her foot because that's what she did. She loved soccer. She loved playing soccer. And so she would go and kick it against the shed wall um, for a long time sometimes. Miriam loved to skip when she was little. She had a, joined a skipping team at her school. She loved to skip, so she would be skipping, 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 learning all these things that you can do with a skipping rope. She would love that. Sarah, so sorry she's not here. Sarah would uh, usually be causing trouble somewhere in between those other two or wherever else she could find to cause trouble because that's what she liked to do. <laughs> she's adorable. But we would get them in and the family would work because we taught them how to do that. Now, when our three daughters are at home and, um, and um, those that are with them, when they're home, our, our family works. Works. 
they, everyone pitches in, it just works. Because that's their heart now. Their heart is to make the family work. Not just us, we don't have to, they're all adults. We don't, can you please do that, can you please do that? It just gets done. Everything happens because in their heart now, it is for the family to work. So why I'm saying that is, um, just to piggyback on what Pete talked about last week, is find somewhere to serve and love it. Find somewhere to serve and love it. Because this is a family. We don't always get on together all of the time very well because it's a family. But to make the family work, the members of the family just need to get about making the family work. So we could think about what makes this family work. And I'm not going to go into detail about all that. But it takes some things to make this family work. So find somewhere to serve and love it. Why, why should we love it? Why should we love it? Why should we love arranging the chairs on Sunday? Why should we, do, why should we love that? Because it's not about us. Because it's about the gospel and the gospel going forward. It's about God interacting with people. Does having somewhere to sit on a Sunday morning while church is on help that? Yeah, I think so. It does. And if we don't want that one day, well, one day you'll come in and all the chairs will be stacked up and we'll all stand. Because that might be a better... I don't know. Why do people play music? Why do they, why do they serve? Why do they love it? Who enjoyed the music this morning? Yeah, it's great. It was great. Why do they do that? Because it's not about them. It's about them offering their gift so that we can worship Jesus together, corporately. Find somewhere to serve, not just because you, you think you have to. If you think you have to, don't. But find somewhere to serve and love it. And love it. Love it. Because this is your family. And it's a pretty good family. I like it. I like it. I like the people here. I like talking to them. I like engaging. It's great. God is active and he wants to be active in family. Number three, God is active in ministry. You are called to be a minister. That's what God's called you to be. He's called me to be a minister. He's called you to be a minister. What's a minister? Someone who attends to the needs of someone else. God's called us to be ministers, ministers of his gospel. So where's your ministry? Look to the person beside you. Just have a look. They're good looking. Everyone here is good looking. There it is. Look to the person on the other side of you, if there is one. (laughs) There it is. On your way home this morning, have a look at everyone you see. There it is. Have a look up. Have a look at that. That's your ministry. You sponsor a child, you're a minister of the gospel. You are effectively, you're effectively, you're effectively immediately changing four people's lives and then whatever else is beyond that, God knows. So what we're doing today is we are doing ministry. We are ministers. So I want to encourage you to be ministers. Today we have a focus. 
So I want, I want to encourage you to think about going on a compassion trip because what would you be doing that? You'd be a minister. Sponsor a child. If you haven't done one, go and badger those people in the blue T-shirts. I want a child to sponsor. It's exciting because you're a minister of the gospel today. So ministry is, um, ministry is not a position. I'm not a better minister than you just because I have some so-called position in, in the body of Christ. Ministry is not a position. It's not a placement. It's not a right. It's not meant to be divisive. It's not about getting recognition. Ministry is an activity of service to God. So much showed in the greatest example that man's ever seen by the greatest man that ever walked the earth. Jesus came what to what? He came to serve and he did it perfectly, perfectly. So ministry is an activity of service to God and to those around you that is Holy Spirit empowered. Acts chapter 4. Shouldn't be pointing my finger. Sorry. Verse 31. After they prayed, I mean, Acts is a great read. If you want a great read, never read the Bible, well, maybe not start in Acts. Maybe read a gospel and then go straight into Acts. It's great. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of the Lord boldly. These are the disciples. This is Peter who, who, um, who denied Jesus, said he didn't know him. This is the same man. He was infilled with the Holy Spirit and he spoke what? He spoke boldly. And it's all the way through. Finishing statement. Wherever God is active, it is good. If God is active in you, at times it might feel uncomfortable, but it is good. So let's have more. Let's have more. Let's have more of God's activity. In here, in here, out there. Let's have more of it. I think we, we, we settle for much less than what God has for us, much less. Where God is active, it is good. So let's have more. God bless you.